Hello Rockers and Mercurians, it's Rock Mercury and welcome to the Rock Mercury Podcast. Today we're going to be discussing, or tonight because it's nighttime, we're going to be discussing why you want what you want, or why I want what I want, you know, or why, why any of us want what we want, you know, like it's it um, seems like a simple question. It could sound very like, oh, simple. Why do I want this? Why do I, you know? But when you start thinking about why you really want the things you want, you can go down a full rabbit hole. I was listening to a podcast earlier um, from Gary Vee, and I kind of, like, he had talked about that. He was saying, he was saying that he, um, he was mentioning that he wanted people to think about more of why they want certain things and why even why they want attention or why they want money, why they want um, whatever it is they want, whatever goals they have. And I paused it thinking, I'm just going to wait for a moment and kind of meditate about that for a moment and kind of see what, what my answer is for a few of those whys. And I ended up taking my earphones out and just like meditating my whole walk for over an hour and, and still haven't fully um, de- like unraveled it. But like, definitely got further within it um and it's just a it's a powerful question to ask yourself so before we get into that i did finally get to trader joe's so i'm very thankful um that i got there before they closed usually after my walks they're like way past closed by then um so i got the trader joe's and i got a few things not in the trader joe's bag i guess they ran out of trader joe's bags or something i don't know what they did but my main thing I wanted to get was my arugula. They had the arugula. They had the wild arugula. And so I'm very thankful that they had it. Let me flip this over so y'all can see. Um, that says arugula, wild arugula here. I love Trader Joe's wild arugula. Like, it's my favorite. It's so delicious. Um, definitely, you guys got to try it. If you guys have Trader Joe's near you, hopefully you guys have the arugula as well. Um, I was talking to Rita on here a few days ago, and she was saying that she grows her own wild arugula, so I'm definitely going to be interested in getting into that in the near future. So, wild arugula. I got two bags of it, because I'm like, you know, and this whole bag was like only 13 bucks, which is insane, because usually like one meal would be that. I mean, it's not, it's not a full meal, but I have to run in real quick and get a few things I knew I needed, and I just, I couldn't believe how cheap it was for everything. Um, more rock wild arugula. <laughs> And then I have, let's see, oh, side note, I have this thing I got from um, from Pride. I got like the Nissan water bottle. I've been using this to try to cut down on plastic, even though I do have plastic in here, some plastic water bottle. Um, they had the organic heirloom melody cherry tomatoes that I love. I put these on my salad. I don't usually cook with these as far as like, and I heat these up. It depends. Um, but usually I like to just have them fresh. Like I like them just cut up on the salad. They're so good. So like juicy. So get these if you have them at your Trader Joe's. And you guys know I'm trying to cut down on sweetness. Oh, oh, oh I forgot one thing I really wanted. It was just coconut nibs, coconut flakes. I mean, uh, it's okay. I, I'm going back for a bigger Trader Joe's run in the next few days. So I get coconut. Uh, new, I something in my head said you're missing something, but I, they were closing so soon. So. I got it right before, so I, like, I just grabbed some things and ran out. Um, of course, after paying, don't play me. <laughs> um, 
Then I have some red onion because the onions are on the list of the cleansing, the cleansing, blood cleansing diet I'm doing right now or um, eating plan I'm doing. Um, cleanse kind of situation I'm doing for a while. So I got a nice thick red onion that's gonna last me a few times. I'm gonna cut that into sections and saute that. I don't know if I'm gonna saute it or just put it in my salad because there's nothing like a good old fresh red onion on a salad. Ooh, when it's like really diced up right, that is a vibe. That is definitely a vibe. So I may, I may just cut these up because they're nice sauteed, but they're more powerful when they're cut up. I'm gonna think about it. Cause I'm gonna make some of this tonight. Cause I'm, I'm a little hungry. Then I got a green bell pepper. Cause I figured I'm gonna just get one of these. I usually don't like the green ones, but I just got. I was like, let me get this real quick. Like, let me just grab it. It, it looks really healthy. So I'm like, let me just grab a green one. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely gonna saute this one. I don't. I don't personally like bell peppers when they're not sauteed. Um, unless they're really diced up, but I like to saute my bell peppers. So I'm gonna most. It's or, I think it's organic too, but hopefully it is. Um, and last, we'll have some water in too, but I got these organic. Oh, oh no, these are the creamy mushrooms. I thought these were the Bella mushrooms. Well, these will be okay. I mean, I, I think these are okay on the approved list. As long as they're not shiitake mushrooms, I'm okay with them. But these are the creamy organic mushrooms. I just grabbed them without even reading that part. Um, I was thinking that, I was thinking that it's gonna be, I, I, they look like baby Bellas. They look just like baby Bellas. Doggone it. Well, it's okay. It's okay. I think that they're still okay. I feel like they're fine. I just, I'm, I'm not even sure what's on the list of which ones are approved. I don't know if shiitake mushrooms apparently have some toxins in them or something. I don't, I mean, I'm still learning, so. But this is what I have. <laughs> I got these, I'm gonna saute those. Then I got two bottles of water. I tell y'all, I really love, I really love the um, the Trader Joe's spring water that they have. It's one of my favorite, like flavor-wise. Like it's just oh, it's so good. It's better than Crystal Geyser. I mean, I got two of these. Just real quick, ran out, you know, grabbed these. They don't have like a big gallon, so I just get these. And sometimes I get the big container of it, like the big one that's like multiple in there. So, um, so yeah, that's it for that. Um, then we're going to get back into our main topic as I do my hair because I'm going to get my hair ready for tonight. I, I, pull, I always pull my hair out when I go to the beach just so that I can let this part get sun because it was such a beautiful sunny day today as I was meditating and thinking about why we want what we want, you know. Uh, before I get into this conversation, let's just read these comments real quick. Thank you for all the comments, you guys. Foolish Dreamer says, hey, Rock. Hello, Foolish Dreamer. Foolish Dreamer says, sorry, I have not been on your live as much. I started a new job and I love it. I'm glad that you're loving your new job. That is amazing. Um, I, I remember when you first got it. So that's awesome. Um, Judy says, hey Rock. Hey Judy, good to see you. Full of Dreamer says, I love onions. I love onions too, but I was like, I thought, I don't know why I thought it wasn't on the list of approved things. Like the list is like a longer list. And so I, sometimes I get confused on what's on what, but um, yeah, these onions are on there, so I, I like the purple one the most. They're the most powerful flavor-wise, so I get my purple onions on. Yes, yeah, work. Um, Rita says, "Hey, Rock. Hey, hey, Rock." Everybody says, "Hey, Rick." First, is, is it there? Um, is it there? Like autocorrect says Rick instead of Rock. <laughs> Rita says Rock. Sorry, it's all good, Rita. Um, I was talking about you a second ago, Rita. Um, about the wild arugula. So I got some wild arugula. So I said that you're like I'm gonna grow some like you like you have in your backyard. I can't wait to grow these. 
not not these not the ordering the seeds in but yeah user says hi friend hello user um one thir 13 says i don't like the green ones yeah i mean when i saute them they're okay but they're like a little more bitter than the red ones and the orange bell peppers but you know i'm gonna get into these i'm gonna get into those for sure um yep i see mar says yo what's up mar envy says h hey um what does h mean okay probably hello um rita says yes autocorrect okay well tell autocorrect to stop trying to change rock's name to rick you tell your surrey that she's wrong for trying to to rickify rock don't you dare rickify rock even though i love rick and morty um so yeah i just feel like the question of why you want certain things is something that we don't think about so often and then we basically just aimlessly go towards like goals that we don't know the root of them and so then we like wonder why we're not satisfied once we get near there or to there um and then we, we wonder why we're so anxious if we don't have that certain thing. Um, and I came, I came to a lot of things. I came to a lot of realizations as I was walking. One of them is that I really don't think, like as social as I am in public, like I've been, I've picked a very social life. Um, and I've mentioned this a lot of times on here, but I really don't know how social I am. Like I do not like, I don't like being social in public. Like I used to, I, I've done it so long. So it's weird to say that because people think of me as so social. Um, but I love going to the beach I go to because there's a lot of people there because I feel safe, but people don't bother you. You know, I love being around people without people bothering me. Like, it's just so nice to be in that middle, that middle ground of it, you know? Um, I also like being in nature where there's nothing, but then sometimes that's kind of scary because nature, you know, there could be lions, tigers, bears, anything in the, in the woods, you know? Um, so I do like there being people around just for safety and for like the energy of, of you know, I like eavesdropping. Um, I've always loved eavesdropping since I was a kid. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I, that's one of the realizations I came to today of why, of why but that, I'm going to tell you how I got there, how I got to that space. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do about that because my, my job is very public. Um, but I guess I can hire more assistants and like just kind of delete my my necessity for having to be the public facing person for a lot of my company situations. Um, but I really, I don't, I think even since I was a kid, because as I went through the whys and started thinking about how I was as a kid, I never have been a person who like wanted to like be social, like or be around. Like I feel like I got, I got bullied so early as a kid that I just was instantly like people never felt safe. Like humans never felt like a safe, um, a safe, um, what is it? Place. <laughs> that, the humans are a place, but you know, like society didn't feel like a safe place. So it's like, it never felt like I wanted to be social or connect with, you know, people. I think I've, I think I'm as social as I am now, to be really honest, because I have a company. I have a company and I feel like it makes sense to, um, it makes sense to like promote your company like, but authentically, and the only way you can do it authentically is if you actually really share. 
and I'm really honest because people can see through everything. People see through, see through BS immediately. I see through I see through BS, and I don't really even want um, customers that don't see through BS because then I'm gonna deal with some BS because they may not see through their own BS, and then I'm gonna deal with the BS. I'd rather just I'd rather be um, as transparent as possible. Um, I don't know. I just I it came, but basically, like I was thinking, like okay, why do I want? Because he was saying, like, his, his um, Gary Vee in, in the conversation, they were, he was discussing with somebody who's doing a, he's doing a collaboration with, um, it's like a, it's an art collaboration for, I think it's an NFT situation, but he's doing this, collect, this collection, and then they somehow got on the topic of, um, of people needing outside validation, and he wanted, he was, want, he was been asking people lately, like, why they, like, what is the reason they want certain attention, and is there a way to gain that attention in a, healthier way and i was thinking like oh i don't want attention then i'm like wait why am i online all the time then why am i always posting videos like why have i chosen such a public career i'm like well because of gary v because gary v told me to come on tiktok he said if you want a successful business you have to continuously come on tiktok um you have to continuously make content at scale um all types of things like that so i'm like well i think i associate this with business success in a way but then before even that i was still like still going towards this industry before I even knew who Gary Vee was. I was still doing modeling. I was still doing commercials. I was still making music for the public. Like, I love making music, but I could have technically made music just for myself and never put anything out. But I always made it for the public um, and shared it whether people liked it or not. I didn't care. Like like somebody said earlier, like they, I, I watched a video my sister sent me and this guy was saying, like, if, if you said four, if I said four plus four equals seven, then would you be mad at me? Of course you'd be mad at me. You would just be like, you're wrong. That's, that's the same way I feel if you don't like my music. I just think you're wrong. So I'm not mad at you. You're just wrong. You probably have bad taste. You know, I was like, whoa, that's so funny because that's how I think. Like, it's like, we, it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't really like, I don't know, it doesn't, people don't have to like something. I don't, I don't, don't care. Like, I'm like, I know my, I know that what I make is good for me. So I just don't like need the validation in that kind of way. But why am I public then if I don't need validation? I really don't. I think in the past, maybe I did when I was more with with um, working with agencies and things and I had to go to auditions, which I hate auditions so much. But I used to go to so many auditions, like thousands of auditions. And it's just, it was so like insulting to waste your time and go and dance and dance and sing basically for, you know, some like mediocre role on a tv show or a commercial or or whatever it is like it was just all like silliness like they could have done this over the phone you know it felt like um and so i think that was that created some type of type of necessity for validation at that time and being told that i couldn't do something like they first told me like oh you can't model like you're not good enough to model you don't have this you don't have that and it's crazy because then i ended up modeling more than all the models that i knew at that time that were in the agency that I was trying to get into at the time. Um, when I was in Houston before I moved to LA, like those models are like out of the business and I've modeled way more than all of them. Um, I've been on campaigns, billboards, commercials, so many commercials I can't count. Like, it's crazy. Like they'll tell you you can't do something. And then I just, it made me just like, like how dare they? I'm like, how dare you tell me I can't? Like, I don't know, I hate the authority of things. Like I hate, that's why I don't even think I'm a really a team player in that kind of way because I just don't like being told what to do. Like, I hate it so much. I hate it so, so much. And so I just, 
like nowadays I can I don't really care because I, I do what I want and I own my own life but I feel like I mean I mean I was trying to figure that out too like how did I get to hate what people to, like authority so much I've always been so against authority I'm like how dare anyone tell me even my mom or anyone like how dare anyone tell me what I'm supposed to do like that's so crazy to me I never understood that and I don't do I don't do that to other people. I'm like, you guys do you. Like, I don't care. Like, why? Like, but how dare you tell me what I'm supposed to do? Like, I do not care about what they're doing. Um, Desi says, hey, Rock. Hey, Desi. Um, and so I started, like, thinking way back. I'm like, well, why do... Why, okay, if that's the case, if I want it, if I'm social, or if I'm choosing to, to desire attention or to go towards attention, then... Um, let me braid my hair. If I'm, if I'm choosing to go towards attention, then how did that start? Like for money, if it's because of success and success means money, and you know how did that come up? You know where where did that start off? Where I was like, oh, money is is of importance. Um, you know, it's like where is it like where? How did it make it of importance? You know, um, like what what did I ever think like oh, success and money was something that I needed? Like what, at what age? And I remembered very clearly that it was Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck, I don't know if you guys know DuckTales, the original show. There was a, a character named Scrooge McDuck that was so rich and he like loved his money, he was obsessed with it, but people kind of missed out on the fact that Scrooge McDuck was so smart about his money. He wasn't like just like, yeah, he was obsessed and he was kissing his money and he had like, he would go swimming in his money in his pit of, his like pit of treasures. But he would teach his nephews, which is the DuckTales, the DuckTales characters, like the little ducks. Um, he would teach them, you know, the, like how money even started and the importance of money and how to invest and how to, um, you know, like just the history of money, basically. And it was just really, I remember seeing that as a kid and thinking, wow, if I had money or if I had like a machine to just make money, like, I would be free. Like, I wanted the freedom from people being able to tell me anything to do. Like, I just wanted to be like, you can go. Like, I wanted to just throw money at any situation. That's, like, really what I saw success and money as at that time. And I just always followed that. And I thought, okay, well, if I'm a model or we're doing commercials, I never cared about modeling. I never cared about commercials. It was just, like, I thought it was a way to get towards that success that I, that I desired. Um, I didn't care if people saw me. Like, I didn't even see my, there's so many commercials I didn't even see. People had to call me and send them to me. Like, probably most of them. I never really looked for them. Like, I didn't care. As long as I got paid, I was like, okay, cool. I literally didn't care. That's why, like, I wish I did care because some of them you can't find on YouTube because it's like, they don't, like, you have to have a certain license to even put it on, on new media at that time. And so I should have recorded them from TV, but I just didn't care. I was like, I already got paid. And I was getting paid each time it aired, too. And I had, like, billboards out and stuff. And, like, I didn't care about getting pictures of those. I got one of them. I got, like, one. I, I think you have, I have one. Maybe a few of them. Like, I, no, I think I only got one from, like, TJ Maxx. But I did a campaign from them. I went and asked them for the cutout for, like, the billboard they used. It was a huge poster. I have it in my closet. But um, it's, like... I don't know, I just didn't, I never cared about it. I was just like, let me get this coin. And um, I don't know, I thought it would make, I thought it would be, it would be a valuable thing in the long run if I just kept getting 
all the jobs and working with these big companies and stuff. And it did, it did work out in a way. Um, but I, just, I didn't even like my agents telling me what to do. And, oh, you gotta wear your hair this way. You gotta do this, you gotta do that. Like, I just, I didn't like even them saying anything to me. Like, I had one agency, it was, a, it was one of the biggest agencies in the world, like modeling-wise, and they would like pinch me. They would pinch me and tell me that like, oh, you need less body fat, or you need less this, or like, you know, you need to work on that, you need to work, like, it was just a constant like, workout, like you have to do this, you do that. It was just a constant checklist of never ending things to try to tear me down or whatever. And I just was like, you guys are so toxic, you know? Um, and the work wasn't even paying that much compared to what I make now. It's like, are you serious? Like, now looking back, but they just, they, I think they depend on the people who just want to be on the billboards and want to be on the commercials. Like, I just never cared. I'm like, let me just do what you guys say so I can get these jobs. But I just never, like, actually cared about those jobs like that. Um, um, but yeah, so, but I was watching, I decided as I was walking today, I'm like, let me watch that original video of Scrooge McDuck so I can understand, like, why, like, how I, how I valued money at that time and what, what was it about? Because I remember that I wanted the money because I felt like my mom was, like, so, like, she was not obsessed with money, but she need like, she was all, it was always a conversation. Like, money was always in a combo as a single, as, like, a kind of a single mother at that time because... My dad wasn't living with us technically, but like he was around, but he wasn't living with us. Um, and so like she, like money was always the conversation. It was always the topic. And so I just remember thinking like, well, if I had all the money, then I can like pay them all to STFU, to shut the F up basically, you know, cause I just didn't like what I was being told to do. And I just wanted to have, I knew that since I was early on, early on I knew like, okay, this in my eyes, I saw money as the god of my family. And I'm like, well, if I have the money, then I can be the god of the family. Not in that way of like, I need to tell them to do, but I needed them to like, leave me alone. I needed them to let me do what I want to do um, as a minor, because I was just so over the idea of being told anything. Um, and I didn't like the people at school, like the people at school, they would try to make, like I was around a lot of rich kids who have big old houses and stuff, and they would try to, like, I, I would go to, like, play dates with them and stuff, and um, even though I didn't have friends, like, my sister had friends, so she would, like, tag me along to her rich friends and stuff at that time, and they would, like, try to be friendly to me while I'm there, but they weren't, like, my friends, because they didn't, like, we weren't, like, really cool, cool, um, and they had, like, big old houses, and they tried to make us feel bad for being richer than we were. I remember thinking like, well, I'm gonna get all the money and just be like, stunning on all of them and be like, forget these people. You know, how dare they try to disrespect me? Like, I didn't even value it. I thought everything was fine. I was thankful we had a house. I was like, chill, we had, a, we had our bed and we all lived in the same room at one point, but I was fine. Like, I didn't care about it until they start, started trying to like, make a hierarchy of oh, well, your place is small, and you're this, and you're that, and da, da, da. it was just all this BS. And I remember thinking, like, okay, well, I'm going to show y'all, like, just wait, <laughs> just wait. Um, oh, Rita says, your modeling work is amazing. Thank you, Rita. Um, Arath says, it's not, I don't know what you're saying, Arath. Um, but these emoji, some emoji. Um, but anyway, so I remember feeling that way, and just, like, 
feeling sad that they that they thought that, that they thought that they would um that they can disrespect me like that. I'm like, how dare they? Like, but I couldn't do anything about it because I was just thankful to be at these schools because they were like really nice schools. So I didn't want to mess that up. So my mom worked hard for me to even get to these schools. So I'm like, okay, let me just get through the situation and then I'm gonna be, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna be rich as heck after. Like, I'm just gonna make it and do like, I just always thought that even as a kid, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna show them. Just because I couldn't believe it. I just hate it. I hated somebody trying to have a one-up on me for no reason. Like, I didn't even care before. Until they attacked me, I just didn't care. You know? Um, and so I think that, like, continued to develop how I viewed money as freedom. Um, and I feel like it kind of distorted over time, like it does. But when you get to the root of it, you start, like, just seeing, like, okay, this is the motivation for so many of the decisions I made. Um, also, like, as a closeted kid, because I was closeted my whole life growing up, because I thought my family was, like, you know, they were, they were homophobic growing up, and now they love RuPaul. Now they all watch Drag Race. I've said this before in other lives, but it's blown my mind. Like, except for my one homophobic aunt, like, she's just a lost cause. Like, we're just going to forget about her. <laughs> but, um... It's funny because one of her kids is probably going to be LGBT. Who knows? Most likely, I can I can already see it. You know, my gay dar goes off on one on one of them on one and a, one and a half of them. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of thinking y'all might y'all might join the rainbow community. We'll see. Um, but but yeah. Anyway, so she's a lost cause. But everybody else, they like love RuPaul, the the drag race. Not that that means like that's gay culture, like everything. But it's a, it's just like they would have never in the past. So I was super closeted, and so I just thought of it as being freedom, of like if I had this money and I had like, you know, I I could just I could do what I wanted. I just had I didn't have to worry about. I can just leave and not have to like be confined to this mindset, and I could be myself finally. Like I always thought that, and I didn't come out until I was, until two thousand seventeen. That's when I came out to everyone because I got married then. So it was, it, that's a lot of years, you know. And by that point, I was 27. So that's a lot of years to be, you know, not being able to fully be yourself. Like, Rock Mercury is the most myself than ever. Like, I always knew I would have a different, um, like, that I would, like, go all the way out whenever I want. Like, whenever I was able to be free, I wanted to, like, be free, loud, and proud. But I don't know why. Like, it's safer to be private. But I feel like when you're loud and proud... There's like richness, like I, I, you know what it was. I think I associated. I'm thinking of it now. I, I didn't think of this during my walk, but I'm thinking that I associated being rich with being famous, or being famous with being rich. I thought like, oh, if you're famous, then you must be super rich, like automatically, which definitely is not the case. Because I know so many rich people now, because I've been in the industry so long that you that you guys would never know. You guys can walk by them, you would never even look twice. And they're so wealthy, they can buy countries that they wanted to. Like, they're so, so rich. It's insanity. And I know multiple, because they, they rich people swarm, swarm together. There's only a few of them. So, compared to everyone else. And so, once I, like, like I didn't find that out till way later on. Like, late, like w later on in life, as in adulthood. But I think earlier on, I thought, like, oh, to be, to be rich, you have to be famous. Like like famous was famous equals rich so like even if i couldn't be I was, I was like if i just get famous then i'd be rich 
like that's all I thought that, but not, now I know that I know I also the same way I know a lot of rich people. I just happen to because of where where I've been, and what I've like who I've worked with. Um, I also know a lot of famous people who are brokeity broke 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 brokeity broke broke brokeity broke 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 can't can't have to split their payment for Taco Bell, you know. I'm, I'm I know some famous people that are very poor, but they're so famous and they're trying their best to hold their thing together because the way their contracts lie up, the, the way their contracts were written and the way that they over-expended on their flashy lifestyle. Now they owe all this money and crazy amounts of debt and they still have to look like they're, they're serving it. You know, they still have to get shop with the paparazzi or try to run from the paparazzi if they can because if, if they look too broke that day. Over there borrowing cars, not renting cars, but borrowing cars from richer, some actually wealthy friends. Um, refusing to get on OF because, which is, you know, the fan site. Um, they refuse to get on there because they're like, they're too good for that or something, even though their fan base probably would be able to get them out of poverty by doing that, but they just refuse, some of them. It's just bizarre. Like, somebody's risk. It, that blew my mind to meet some people who are like so rich, so what's famous. Like, I'm not gonna call them out on here because that would be rude. I'm in LA and it's like, word travels fast. I've called enough people out already. <laughs> but this one, mm, it's insane. They, they, could be, they could be on magazines and just be broke, broke, broke. Just owing everybody. You know? Like, they're over there removing um, eviction notices off their, off of their, like, mansions. You know? It's like real life. It's real life, you guys. Let's see. Rue says, hey, I finally got the Zib water. What is the Zib water? What is that? I forgot what you're talking about. Um, no, you're the problem, says, are you in L.A.? Los Angeles, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's like part of that reason. So then, that's why I got on social media. When, I, when MySpace was first out, I was, I, was on, I was all over MySpace. You know, I got on there right away. But I wasn't being myself on there. Like, I was still closeted at that point. So I wasn't like, you know how like Jeffree Star was on there. He was like living his full life. So people were intrigued and stuff. I was still... A closet case. I think I was still doing being a pastor at that point, and what was I doing? I think I was. I'm. I was like I was on there all the time, but I just wasn't. I wasn't posting anything that was like what I really wanted to post at that time. Um. And so looking back, but I even but the reason I even got on there was because I thought I always saw that and a lot of people think that being famous is makes you rich or means you're successful. It's not. I mean, it gives you opportunities for sure. If you're if you're that famous, you could always like technically you could always make some money, but you have to like not like your your pride can't block you from the opportunity of funds, which so often it does. People's pride will literally keep them poor, um, and I've seen it. This all like happens so often. So, but yeah, so I think that's. That's part of why I've become so public now. Like, now I'm at millions of views online. Like, I thought about that as I was driving. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, I didn't even... Like, to me, a million is not that much. Because, I mean, I don't... I mean, not that it's not that much, but I just don't know what that means. Like, it's... It just feels weird. It's like, what does it mean that a million of people see you? 
because I already had so many commercials. So I know that millions and millions of people see me because I get paid whenever it airs. So I can see based on how much I get paid that it's being seen by millions of people. Like that's the only way I can get paid as much, that much. Um, so I've already done those, but it doesn't really affect my day-to-day -day life because there's billions of people on earth. So it's like, if people see you, they're not gonna like just bother you all the time. Like it's, it didn't affect me that much until I did Rock Mercury. That's when it affected me a little bit more, but not even that much, honestly. Like there's times I get like in certain environments, I'll get, you know, bothered more or like people will know who I am more, but some a lot of environments I get to still live my life. Even if they know who I am, they still like, they don't like bother me that much anymore, especially like Manhattan Beach and Hermosa and stuff. Like I hope they, I hope they don't bother me. I mean, I, I did see somebody that I knew today and I went around the corner just because I didn't want to like, I didn't want to talk today. I was like in a meditative zone. And so I wasn't being rude. I just literally like before they saw me, I was like, let me just go this other way because I'm just not in the mode to talk. I don't want to be rude and blocked by this person and have to like do a conversation. I just didn't want that. Um, but you know, no shade to the person, they're a great person, but it's just, you know how it is. Um, luckily I caught that in time because I was definitely in a meditative zone. I was really thinking about this. I'm like, wait, why am, like, why did I go? Um, why am I, why did I go to that, into this space? Like, why am I such a public person now? Why do I, why do I post so much? Um, I just have so much public content of my own, even, even without commercials now, like I'm just promoting my own brand at this point of Rock Mercury. It's like, why did I, how did I get to this, this space? And what is my goal for this? Um, like, what am I desiring out of it? And I really, it came like, I really, a lot of it, I, I don't even, I, I think I'm so desensitized to it all that I actually don't know if I really have an, an alternative motive. Like I've gotten so raw and so, um, so what do you call it? I'm just, I've just gotten so raw with it. I'm so, um, what's the, what's the word? Uh, um, transparent, I guess. I'm so transparent on it all. Um, oh, you said trans, oh my God, Rita says it right after, transparent, that's the word, yep. Um, I'm so transparent with it all at this point that I, it, it just seems like second nature to get on live at this point. Like I don't, a lot of people can't do this. A lot of people can't turn a live on and be able to talk for an hour or however long. And I remember people would always tell me that like, like friends and family, cause that's all I talk to. I don't talk, I don't talk to people on the street at all really. Um, just because I'm very like, I'm don't, I don't trust people for real. I really don't trust. And I never trusted people even when, even when I was a kid. Even as a baby, as a baby, I didn't trust people. My mom would always tell me, you didn't trust anyone. Like, you always looked at them crazy. Because I just didn't. I'm like, I kind of felt the energy. Babies, no. But I wasn't a baby that would fake it. I'd be like, you tri you tripping. Like, I would feel the energy. Um, but, like, a lot of people can't. Like a lot of people would tell me like, oh, you you sure can talk a lot? Are you sure this or sure? You know, people would say it as a diss sometimes or they would like, cause they can't talk that much. At first I, was, I took it as offended. I'm like, dang, I guess I should, guess I should be quiet. And then I realized that, oh, they, they can't do that. Like they don't have enough creativity or ability to stay on a topic or have enough to talk about, to talk often, or like they, their brains can't even process what I'm saying. They would say, oh, you speak so fast. I'm like, and I never, and I realized I don't speak too fast because people are out here um, fast forwarding their YouTubes to three times the speed. 
And in some people are buying other apps just to process their audiobooks to four or five times the speed. So there's no way I'm speaking at even two times the speed of anything. And so and technically, technically, I never was speaking too fast. But people will tell you that you're too this, you're too that. Everybody says you're too this, too that. And that's part of why I don't like people a lot of times, especially public people. Um, and that's a broad statement. But for most, for the most part, I just I like to keep to myself. Like, I don't want any new friends. I don't want any new, like, I only mess with the family that I mess with because I, like, those are people who I know and that I can tolerate. Um, but I don't, I don't have any interest in getting any new friends. I know a lot of people are like, oh, let's make new friends and do this and do that. And I just don't have that interest. I don't. Like, I'm thankful for my Rockers and Mercuryans online, but I feel like that's a different situation. Like, I, I, I appreciate supporters because they understand me. Like, they know, like... They, they, they're following me, they're choosing to follow me, you know? And so I appreciate that and respect that, like, hardcore, I get that. Um, and I'm thankful, very thankful. But it's like, just making new friends randomly, randomly in public or going to, like, networking events. I'm like, I know too many people already. Like, why, like, how am I supposed to just go and meet people for the, for the case of keeping a relationship for business? You know, like, I'd rather just have clients and have a team that supports those clients. And I really was thinking that, like, a lot of people, they just tell you, like, that's how you have to do business. You have to just, like, go to these events and make friends and, like, remember their remember this date and remember their anniversary and do that. And, and it's sweet. I think it is sweet to remember their birthdays and anniversaries and stuff. Like, but I feel like the computer can do that, you know, have that in the system and then send them a gift or something for those days. Or, like, I don't need to remember that myself. Like, I'd rather have a company that, you know, treats people very not very well, treats my clients with, like, top, you know, top service. You know, I just feel like that's how it has to be. Um, let's see, Floyd says, Rock, I started smoking again. That's terrible, Floyd. Your poor lungs. Poor lungs just getting smogged up. But hopefully you can quit again. Um, Floyd says, are you mad at me? Um, no, you should be mad at yourself. Your lungs are mad at you. Why, like, why, why would I care if I'm mad at you? I don't have the energy to be mad at you. You're not paying me enough to be mad at you. <laughs> Even if somebody paid me, I could, you can't afford to be mad. I can't, like, nobody can afford to pay me enough to be mad at them. Um, you know, I realized, too, like, anybody who was at an op, in opposition to me or whatever, like, the, the ops that I've had in the past, even my ex or the, the people who, like, there's this other person who, like, is, I really was, like, I hated, I hated this one person. This one person, they did me so dirty. But, like, even them, I was, like, I already got them back. Like... I wanted blood, to be honest. <laughs> if, I wanted, if I'm really real, the gangster side of me came was in was like, they like I I wanted blood. I was I was very upset with the situation. But I'm like, eh, it's not worth it. Like going to jail for like somebody who is just so irrelevant. Um, it didn't matter, and I literally already got them back. And so it's like, there's nothing that could hurt them more than what how I got them back, technically, and I can't go into it because they don't know, don't know who I'm talking about them, but it, um, nothing illegal, but I got them back, that's for sure, and they are, they are suffering enough for what they've done to me, so I have to accept that, but, but like, I just don't even, there's nobody I really hate, I'm not spending energy on anyone, um, I just don't care, I really don't care, like, I just, life is too short, like I, like I said, I just lost a very dear family member of mine, and it's just, it's crazy. Like, I know she had all kind of goals and dreams. She worked so hard her whole life. 
She's an amazing, sweet person. Loved her dearly. I, I, I don't mess with a lot of people, but I loved her very dearly. She was so super, a solid, solid person. And um, I'm gonna miss her. I miss her now. I can't, I just, I'm still in shock that she's gone. But like, like you know, she left with goals and things that she wanted to to accomplish and do. Um, and I feel like she gave herself for so many people around her that didn't deserve that kind of energy. Like she got involved in so much of outside energy. Not that it's a bad thing, but I think we do that as people. We end up, you know, just giving all of ourselves to outside situations that aren't fruitful. So whether it's a feud or some drama or whatever it is, it's like, who cares? You know, like, have you gotten your situation done yet? Like, I know for me, I shouldn't care about anything unless my album's done. Even then, I need to worry about promoting the album afterwards or work on the next album. You know, like, I just, I, there's nothing I should be caring about that's more important than my projects, the things that I want to do in this limited time on earth, you know? That's why it's important to ask these questions of why so that some of, some of these things you, you find out, oh, well, I don't feel this way anymore. Like, I've evolved from the why of, of why I wanted these certain things. Like, I don't have that anymore. I don't have that desire anymore. You know, like, I don't feel as petty as, oh, I need to get you back. You said this about me. You did me dirty. I'm going to get you back. Like, I'm going to show you. I'm going to do this career just because you told me I couldn't. But it's like, did you even care about that career? Did you even care about these certain goals? Like, were they really important to you? Like, to be honest. Sometimes they aren't. Um, so, like, doing these kind of why dives, as they call them, like diving into why, doing that can save you so much time. It can save you so much time. Like, and it's tough because I, like, I have a lot of pettiness in me, but I'd rather put my pettiness into my music. And even that, like, I've been shifting. I'm, like, after these next two albums, I have two more albums. Um... They're both the same album, but like one is like one's nine songs, one's like thirty songs <laughs> putting out. But they're gonna be like the part one and part two of this next album. And once I put that out, then I I don't even think I'm gonna put the pettiness in my songs anymore. But right now my songs are very petty. In fact, I have a song on all, all streaming platforms called Sincerely Petty. It's called Sincerely Petty and it is a petty mess. That song if there was a hell, then that song would get me a first-class VIP ticket there, you know, to go hang out with Gaga when she gets there. <laughs> with Gaga and Jamie Spears, Britney Spears' dad, he's going to be there too. Right in hell. Um, but yeah, that's what this song would get me if if I um, if there was a hell, just such thing as that. But yeah, so like I, I definitely have very petty songs out there. That's just one of my songs, but all my songs are very petty. I can't think of one that's like not that petty. Well, there's, I mean, there's a few that are not that petty, like most of them are very petty. And so I'm like, okay, I think even that I'm kind of like, I don't even want to put that into the world anymore because I don't care. I don't want to be petty. I, but I do want to get these songs out because I wrote them. Like I wrote a lot of songs for them and I just want them to be out so that I can just feel like... I release them to the universe and they can do what they do, but then I want to evolve and go into my next zone. I don't know what it's going to sound like. I'm excited to find out what's the next music going to sound like. What is the next project? Like, what's it going to be? Like, I'm not going to be held back by anything. I'm not, I don't need stuff. I don't need approval from external places. I'm not trying to prove anyone wrong. I don't, I don't even care about, 
They're like, oh, do you care about the Grammys? Do you care about the Billboard Awards or MTV or getting, or getting recognized on the charts? I don't care about these charts at all. These charts, people are paying to get on these music charts. Why would I care? What's, what outside validation do I need for any of these projects? Like, it doesn't make, like, people say all kinds of things, well, you're not on this chart, you're not on this, you're not on that. Like, who cares? These people, like, you know, people are calling in saying, I'm not going to perform unless I, you know, maybe, unless I win this award. I'm not going up on stage. I'm not even going to come and show to your event. I'm not going to do this. Like, it's just a whole bunch of petty mess behind the scenes, which I'm not even mad at it. Who cares? Like, the award show themselves are petty. Why not? Why shouldn't they demand that they get an award if they're going to spend their time getting dressed and go down the red carpet and do all this press for these award shows, which are companies in themselves? Like, why shouldn't they get what they want? Since, like, I, I'm, I'm not even mad at them, but why should I care about playing that game? Like, if they're going to award me, they're going to award me. I may send me, I send a hologram in. If I get really famous on, on music at some point, like, I may not even go show up to award shows. Cause I, I'm so bored by them. I may just send a hologram in for that one time, for the time where I go up there and accept it and be like, here. Because I don't want to be there wasting my time. I have so many other things I would want to do than go sit in an award show listening to subpar performances and all this drama and who can't sit next to who and who can't talk to who and just like shuffling, getting shuffled from here and there. Like even for celebrities, those chairs don't look that comfortable. Celebrity or not, they, those chairs, and I've been in those chairs, those chairs are not comfortable to be sitting in, watching people lip sync or whatever they're doing. Like, it's just like, what are we doing, you know? So if I did, if I have my old Y, if I didn't Y dive, then I may still care about those kind of things. Um, but I just don't care. So it saved me a lot of energy. It saved me a lot of stress. If I put my new album out, I'm like, oh gosh, I hope it does well. It does well the second that I post it. The second that I release the music, it's done well. It's done well. It's like, what Like what other things does it need to do? It's released, it's in the public. Because for all I know, I could be mad at the album. Like, oh my gosh. I put this out and nobody cares and it has this many streams, da, da, da. And then I'm like all upset. And then a year later, maybe ten, two years later, ten, 10 years later, whatever, all of a sudden it goes viral and now there's 20 million views, plays on it. And people are saying it's their favorite song in the world and that are all this craziness, you know, goes, I don't know what's going to happen in time. Who knows? But then I, then I would have been stressed and like, oh, I've made a failure situation, da, 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 you know. We just hype ourselves up on just caring what people think. I literally don't care. And I'm so thankful for that because it took me a while to get there after the industry tried to like brainwash me into caring. They tried to make it seem as if they matter, as if their ranking matters when they're getting paid. Like a ranking immediately becomes corrupted if the award show is getting paid by the artists who are winning the awards. It's immediately worthless at that point. And that's the Grammys. That's Billboard in a way too because technically... Billboards, they, yeah, they go by numbers, but if those numbers are paid for, then, you know, and the same people who run billboards are getting money from these streams. Like, they have a, they have investments in Spotify, and they're getting back-end money, so they're profiting off these artists who are paying their own money to get, you know, the right numbers to get to win an award. It's just a big loop. Um, Rita says... You, you are very wise. Thank you, Rita. I'm just keeping it real. Rita, Rita also says, LMAO um, sounds like 
a ridiculous game. It is most definitely a just, it's a foolish, it's a, such a foolish game, you guys. And then we're over here like, well, wow, somebody, they won an award. I'm so excited for them. Da, da, da. If y'all know the behind the scenes, like, go buy yourself an award. It's so much cheaper to literally just go and just make your own award. You can make even better ones. Some of these awards are, like, made of plastic. The audacity to make them plastic or, like, a cheap metal. You work that hard for an award just to get a plastic award? I would be furious. You better give me some real gold. I worked all this time. You better, that, that whole thing better be made of gold. I don't want no lead award. But whatever. That's just how it is. But I, it's up to me to choose whether I care or not. And I choose not to care. I choose not to care. I've already, and plus, I've already messed up, according to them, because I've already tweeted F the Grammys, FBT, <laughs> um, F Billboard. I've already tweeted that already. So it's like, they can't even give me an award because um, I don't care. I've already said that, I already said F them all. So it's like, meh, it's like frees me from even caring. Like I, I can't go back. Like once you say that, those kind of things, they would, they keep all that because I tagged them. It wasn't like I just said F them. I literally added them at Billboard, at Grammy Recording Academy, at MTV, <laughs> F you all, like in different different um, tweets. And I have not deleted them because it's like, I mean it. I still mean it. <laughs> so here it is now now I'm saying it again now I'm definitely not going to get any, any awards um, I don't care I know I know why people do care because they're like it's good for publicity or whatever but what do you need publicity for if if you're a real if you're a real one whew, if you're a real one you can spend all that money on advertisements if you're going to like instead of fighting their game you can literally create the advertisement that you want and go put it on social media and you can get more recognition than some award. Like, they're playing the wrong game. Like, they're, they're these artists are playing the wrong game because if you're paying for views, you're paying for these streams, it's not exactly what you want to put out there. Like, a lot of times, it's not exactly what you would put out if you made your own commercial for your brand. You're trying to promote this one song so it can reach something, but... That same money can go so far um, using a different metric, using a metric of just the art that you want to put out, not like to fight in this industry. And also to fight in the industry, you have to you have to conform your music to a certain format that that they accept and that they feel like is um, that they feel like is, you know, billboard ready or like chart worthy. Which is insane, cause then then it's like you now you've now you've altered your music, you spent your money, you are caring about what they think at all, like you just you've lost the whole point of art. The second you start start fighting for them, to recognize you, so it's better to just not care about the recognition, to genuinely not care. Now like a, oh like literally if I got if I got an award, I would probably. I mean if I could. I would go grab the award. I would go to the show last minute. I wouldn't even shit stay for the rest of it. I would come right for when, when they would call my name. I would go up the, on stage, grab the award, take a whiz on it, if you know what that means. You know, zipper down, whiz on it. 
Um, and then I, I would throw it at the audience, but I guess I can't because it's too heavy. It might hurt somebody. But then I would... I think then I would take it home in a plastic bag because I don't want to touch it after I whizzed on it. So I put it in a plastic bag, like it's a normal, like a, like a trash kind of, like a trash bag basically, or like a plastic bag you get from the grocery store. I put it in a, like a plastic bag, then I'll take it home and then I'll put my gloves on and put the, put it, I don't want to touch the, I don't want to touch the whiz. Then I'm going to take it out the bag and put it in my fireplace and then put my live stream on and just let everyone watch the, the awards like melt as I like sip on some tea, you know, and that'll be it. So that's what I would do. Oh, they love Rose says, LOL is giving Kanye. <laughs> I said that I said F them before Kanye ever said that. And Kanye used to follow me on Twitter Well, like he on his other page he's a mess anyways but that's a whole different story um he quoted my song too i made a song called it's um it's uh, it's it was called jesus runs and i was trying to defend him when he got when he got 5150 but he, that's when he started like paying attention paying attention to me more i guess because whenever it's about him he has to pay attention but yeah i had been said Efton before him and so i love seeing him do that though it was hilarious to see him see him do that situation but that's what i would do if i got an award so maybe don't give me an award because I really don't care. Because I feel like it's so offensive what they've done to artists, how they pitted them against each other. And these award shows are ruining art. They're ruining it. They're ruining these artists who have talent. Some of them have talent. Some of them don't really have talent. But they like, they make it, they, they play the game well. Because I know there's some artists out there that are amazing, that they're underground because they don't like, they don't want to conform. And they're like the best artists. They're, they sound so like heavenly their voice or they're the best rappers you know i say that i'm the best rapper because i'm a rapper that can still um play this game but play it in the way i want to play it but some of these rappers that are really but way, like way better than me like they would never like they're too gangster like they would never be involved in this game at all they would never do this so that's why i'm saying like i'm still like in that middle ground where i would like i feel like i'm the best rapper that people would hear if i'm like gonna put it out and play, you know, I was still, like, I'm still with all the streaming platforms. Like, I have all my stuff there. There's some rappers who are so good, but they would never be on a streaming platform because they feel like their art is worth more than that, you know? So, I feel like that's, I get it. Like, I understand what they're saying. I get it, you know? And, and every rapper is supposed to say they're the best rapper, which, you know, I'm, obviously, I know there's people who are way better than me, of course. Like, that's just how it is. But you're supposed to say you're the best. <laughs> that's, just, that's part of being a rapper. Um... Shonen says, love your content, bro. Bro, bro, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, they love Rose says, laughing face. Oh, he's laughing at my Kanye, my Kanye situation. Um, he, they say, yes, it's always underground. That's right. Shogo, Shogo says, what's funny? Um, oh, he's, he's laughing at my Kanye reference earlier. That's all. He's not laughing at you, but thank you so much for, for um, supporting my content. Um, they love Rose says, do you listen to BK, um, Brooklyn music or Brooklyn? Like what is BK? I don't know if I listen to them. Um, but yeah, 
So I feel like that's like learning your why will free you. We're not, and it may not even be in this industry. I'm talking about my industry and things that are like my journey, but everyone has their their own um, their own like journey and like of, of the goals they're chasing and things. And it's okay to want the goals you want, but to know why could help, could support you. And, um, oh, sorry. To know why it can support you in just, like, not getting lost on the journey. To, like, really prioritize the actual, like, what you really love about it. And make sure that you're not, like, being petty like I've been in the past. And just doing something just so people get to prove somebody wrong. That's the worst reason to do something. Because who cares about that person? They've been wrong since they said it. You don't got to prove them wrong. They've been wrong. You know, forget proving them anything. They, what? <laughs> they had they had no proof of what they even said or thought. Like we we really value sometimes sometimes we really value people, the people's um opinions too much. I really do believe that. Um, they love roses. Oh, you make music? Yeah, I make. I've been making music since I was like a kid, since thirteen, fourteen. Um. I would definitely support. Thank you. Rockmercury.com. Slug Slime. Hey, Slug Slime. She says, um, she says, hey, Rock, how are you? I'm doing really well. I just finished my hair. I got my Valde Rugla for Trader Joe's. I'm very happy with that. I'm talking about my meditation walk today. I'm trying to cut my sugars out. You know, that's been a whole thing to get my blood clean for... You know, there been no sugars for a while. I'm going to miss sugar, but I'm going to be okay. I have, I have a little bit of fruit left, a little bit of berries that I'm going to blend up. Um, I'll probably do, blend that up tomorrow just to finish that. And then no more sweets for at least two and a half months, maybe three. Uh, Rita says, love that. They've been wrong. Yeah, they've been wrong. Do not ever spend your life trying to prove somebody wrong. I've already made, I spent enough time trying to do that. Like, it's so, it's foolish. Because they really, they'll forget the worst part about it. Here's the worst part. You'll work all that time to prove them wrong. And then just to, just to accomplish it. And then you tell them, like, you see, oh, yeah, I did this. I got it done. And they're going to, they either do two things. One, they're going to forget they ever doubted you. Two, they're going to pretend they never doubted you, knowing that they did. Three, they're just going to be like, I've always supported you. They're going to straight out lie. Be like, I've always supported you. Oh my God, that's so great. I'm so happy for you. And you're going to feel like you're in a different dimension. And we're like, wait, weren't you the hater that told me I couldn't do this? Like, now you're saying that you're always a part of me. You, you always believed in me. What in the world? Like, they'll just rewrite history because they don't want to be wrong. You know, people people really switch up a lot when you're, when you're successful. I've seen that happen. They're like, oh, I saw you in the commercial. I've heard, I've heard that so many times. Oh, I saw you in, I was in a grocery store. I saw you in a grocery store. Or I saw you like in a, a mall, I saw your picture on the on the billboard. Oh, I saw you, I saw you. And then I get all nice, but they were the same people, people that was bullying me, that was talking trash about me. And it's just, it happens all the time. I just laugh at it now, because it's like, you, I was so pressed about these people. I was so pressed about it, because I thought like that their opinion mattered for some reason. Just for them to like try to rewrite history, then I felt foolish. They're over here in bliss, living in their world, not even knowing, they're just saying reckless things, not even knowing it's affecting people, which is right. I mean, it shouldn't affect people. But things people say shouldn't affect people. Why should things people say affect anyone? I know people say words are strong, words are powerful. They're only powerful if you let them be. They're only powerful if you let somebody's words be. So 
in a, in a way, like, it was my fault for even caring about what they thought. I should have immediately thrown it, thrown it, like, put it in one ear and right to the trash. Just take it right to the trash. The second I was like, ooh, this shouldn't be here. Let me throw that away. But I valued it, apparently, you know. Um, Slug Slime says, I just got home with my two new kittens. So cute. <gasps> Slug Slime, you have two new kittens. Send us pictures of your kittens. Send me pictures to the DMs. I want to see the kittens. Are you posting them on your page? That's awesome. Slug Slime, congratulations on your kittens. Congratulations. Oh, Rita. I'm going to follow you, Rita, okay? I followed you. It's not Slug Slime. I already followed Slug Slime. Um... Slug Slime, send me a picture of the kittens. That's exciting. Kittens are so cute, especially when they're baby kittens. Um, let's see. Slug Slime says, I will. They are adorable. Albus and Bellatrix. Oh my gosh, you did a Harry Potter reference. Albus and Bellatrix. Uh, Bellatrix is one of my favorite characters in, in, um, in Harry Potter. Bellatrix. She was a mess. Um, but it's awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's the main, that's the main convo I wanted to have with you guys on this ask yourself why. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave you guys with a call to action that I'm gonna head off because I want to watch a YouTube video and eat some of my food. I'm gonna make some food and just eat after I get off of here a little bit, before bed. I, I don't usually eat this late, but I'm kind of feeling like I want to tonight. Um, Suck Slime says, Albus is white and Bellatrix is black. Oh, with the, with the few white spots. That's adorable. That's cute. I love that you got two colors. It'd be so cute in your house. Um, my suggestion, as somebody who's had cats before, but my cats were sick and they passed away. I love them dearly. Um, yeah, but first of all, get the best food for them you can. That's the biggest thing, you know. But even that, like my like, some, sometimes they have diseases that they just can't can't heal. But like, um, get the best food you can. But the real advice I wanted to want to say was, get the best cat litter that you had have. Like, get the best cat litter box, the container. Get a strong cat litter scent, like one that really blocks the like the, the the smell, but also like the cat litter container that they can't like because you know they're gonna like they're gonna try to cover their their droppings up, and so often a lot of the cat litters it would just go over into the floor. You have to clean up every day, and it's hell. It is so hell. Oh, it's so hell when that happens. So like, I suggest getting there's there's one that's a dome. It's like they go into it and like. So when they're kicking it up, like it doesn't, there's no way for it to get out of the, of that area. So it's much easier to clean and it contains the smell too. Cause oh my God, there's no smell like the cat litter smell. I miss my cats, but I don't miss the smell. That's for sure. Um, but I love them. They're they were beautiful cats. Um, but yeah, I do not miss that smell. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. So bad. So yeah, get the one that's a dome. Like don't let it just be an out and open one. Like. You may have to, you know, put them in there yourself a few times just so they get used to it. They don't feel too claustrophobic in it. Because sometimes they can they can feel like they are nervous to go in there because they, they may get cornered in that in there, they feel, especially at the beginning. So they may have to get used to it, but get them used to that little 
that area because it's going to change the game for you. You don't want to sweep up that stuff every day. Oh, I hated it. I hated that bar. Because they would just go scoop, 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 and it just goes everywhere. Oh. Um, so like Slime says, 100%. They are going to be so healthy. Yes. The mom had three sets of twins. Ooh, dang. The mama was popping them out. She said, I'm popping this. I can't say the word. I'm popping this cat. <laughs> popping my kitty. <laughs> um, Slug Slime says they have they have one that looks like a little entertainment center. The box is inside hidden. Yes. That sounds that sounds good. Like a little entertainment center. That's perfect. Um the one I really like is robotic, so I don't know, like some cats don't like it. But there's one that they go in it and the whole thing turns. It like flips upside down after they leave. So it like basically scoops it all for you in a way. Like cause the sand comes out and it's like able it's, it's like processes any of the droppings and puts it into a bag and you just pull it out. Like that one, I think it's like $300 or something for that. I don't know. I saw it online when I was looking for them. Um, I didn't get it because I felt like my cat was too big for it. Um, but yeah, it's very, that's, that's, that's like, it looks like a spaceship. It's pretty cool. But you have to plug it in. Rita says, I've always wanted that fancy litter box. You've seen it. You know that litter box. It looks so cool. Oh, my God. I wanted that so badly. If they, I mean, if my cats were still alive, I probably, I probably would have gotten it by now. But I just remember not, like, I was trying to justify paying for it. I was like, what if I do a video about it? Like, I should just do a video and it should pay for it or something. Like a YouTube video. But rest in peace, kitties. Um... But yeah, I was like, I adopted them, and they were, I knew they were sick when I got them, but I thought they would live longer. Um, they had, like, tumors, and it was just rough. Like, they'd been through it. They had, had a hard life, but they were sweethearts. That really broke my heart. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, it broke my heart so much. It, like, it iced me out. It iced, like, my... Mm, something, like, something really broke me when when that happened. Something really broke internally, and I was just, I remember just being so devastated. Like, the whole world, like, changed colors. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but have a beautiful, I hope, I hope yours goes amazing. Love up on your kitties. See, I had one cat 16 years ago and swore I wouldn't get another one because I missed him. Yeah, I feel you. But I finally decided to. The good, the good thing is that they're healthy. They live a long time. Like, I just got unlucky because they were... My, my cats were already, like... They were adults when I got them. And they were sick already. So, that's why they gave them to me. But they were beautiful cats. And I just wanted to, be, like, you know, be there for them. Um, but I finally decided to. That's good. And you got, you're getting them with their kittens, too. That's that's the difference. So I hope that it's going to be fun raising the kittens. But please don't get an open the litter box. Whatever you do, oh my God! Please don't get an open litter box. Just get one. Just get it contained <laughs> somehow. I'm, I'm having flashbacks because I would like watch them do it. I'm like, why are you guys knocking all the cat litter on the ground? Ah, why? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then don't put the litter box in the kitchen if you can. I know some people they have to put it in the kitchen, but if you can not put it in the kitchen, then that would be so helpful for your cooking. 
Alex says, what's up again, guy, my guy? Hey, Alex, good to see ya. Everything's up. Um, I got them at nine weeks. That's perfect, Flexline. I'm so happy for you. Um, oh, wait, so I want to do a call to action before I get off of here. Because I also did, like, a, a, a question of why, like, I was asking, like, why I was so promiscuous when I, when I first, like, you know, started being active. And I was like, why did I, like, go that route? I was just, like, and I, and I know why, because I was closeted. And I just felt like, you know, you just wanted some connection, especially that like, you, you're curious and you just end up in this cycle of just giving yourself away. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a bad cycle. And... I remember, like, like, but you can always evolve out of these spaces. And once you know it, you don't have to live within that. You don't have to be stuck to that. I just started, like, thinking, like, you know, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to be valued. I want to have a, a valuable situation. I'd rather one valuable relationship, like, one quality, valuable relationship than um, a whole bunch of random encounters that don't mean anything. You know, and part of me was like, even though I got, like, when I got married, I got married to somebody that I met on, I, we had originally met on the, the Grinder app, like, a terrible app to meet anyone of, of quality. Like, it's just no loyalty on there. It's a very transactional app. And so, it's like, I almost feel foolish for even thinking that I could have met somebody quality in that situation. So, I think, but, like, when you get to your whys, you start realizing, like, oh, that's why I would even be in a position to to like to value myself so lowly that I would let this happen, you know, or let myself be in a situation that was painful for so long. Um but you don't see it until you like start realizing, oh, this is where it came from. Not judging yourself, but just get to like how did you get here? Like like the map. Like, you know, just learning like where's your map? Like where's where where was the map you took or the or the direction you took to get to this space or the path, the path you took. Um, Slug says, um, mine is in the, in the laundry room slash extra toilet. That's a good, that's a good space. And I'm glad, I'm glad it's an extra toilet because that's, that's another thing. <laughs> it was your main toilet. That's, that's rough too, but that's perfect. Okay. Laundry room is good. Um, Alex says no work tomorrow for me. Do you work tomorrow? Honestly, Alex, um, I own my own companies, and so I work every day. Even right now, I'm working. Like, this being live right now is working. It's marketing, and I have another live on the other side right here, on the side of me, going too, so that's like, there's more people on this live than there are on this live, but this one I'm recording, this one I'm not recording. Um, but yeah, so it's just, I work every single day, and I love it because I do what I love, but I, I don't think I'm ever gonna stop doing that. Um, I do want to separate myself from the public side of it as much as possible for work. Like, that's part of what I realized, too. I'm like, I just, I drink, like, because I, I thought, like, I, I really, I avoid human, like, real human contact as much as possible, in public, at least. Like, I really, I'd rather have it on here and on emails. Like, I want to control my human contact because I just don't. I'm in my own zone. Like, I have things. I'm always thinking. I'm always, like, in a meditative space. Not stressed, but I'm, con like, conceptualizing what I want to do next. And, like, it's fun to be in my mind. Like, I don't... I'd rather be in my mind than the world a lot of times. Like, there's so much I have planned and so many creations I want, I'm creating. Like, I just want to stay in that zone and 
figure it out and like you know make these bring these creations to life but i don't want to i'm not that social and so owning companies that require you to have clients and things it just shows me that i've got i've got to prioritize um hiring more people that can take care of that part of the situation that i trust like very high quality virtual assistants or real assistants in person um to support with some of it because otherwise i'm going to start resenting my clients more and more because I don't want to deal with them like that. Like, I don't. I already have my friends that I love talking to. I already have my family that I love talking to. It's very specific. It's a small group of people. And when I have to spend any time outside of that, talking to people who are, like, in, like, a client base or something that I don't want to... um, I don't want to be, like, doing the whole, like fake combos of remembering all this stuff not fake it's never fake but you know i don't want to do the whole like it's like a whole thing to process these like projects and i want to get my feedback on them i want to be a part of the actual project i'm a, I'm a part of every project like i help conceptualize it and make sure things happen but i don't like being the main the person that has to contact all the time like it's just it's a lot it becomes a whole lot um so my goal is to completely separate from that aspect, from the front-facing part, um, and just do more videos. I want to I double down on what I'm good at. I'm really good at creating videos, creating, um, you know, creating courses and stuff. I want to do all the online parts of it all, um, the content. Like, I'm good at content. And so that's, like, where I will draw more and more, like... Um, clients and people like I, I I do lead sourcing from there I can't do it all like and I think it's important to double down on what you love to do so that's where I'm at right now that's where I'm at Alex says what kind of company do you own I own a branding company which I have a big meeting for tomorrow oh my god a big meeting it's okay it's at one o'clock so I'll be fine but I just it's a good meeting it's a great like I love meeting with them there it's a it's a great company that I collaborate with um, it's a big deal too that I'm dealing with, but I just, I'm just very, um, I don't know. I'm just very like, you know, it's a good thing. I'm very thankful. It's a blessing. Honestly, a lot of people don't get this kind of meeting. There's only a few people who are even at the level where my company's at to even get that type of meeting I'm getting. That I get them every week. So I could do. I, I do them every other week, but. I could do them every week, but I told them I only, I'm only available every other week because that's how much I'm like, because it's, it's an intensive meeting. Like there's a lot that goes into it and they help me a lot. They're amazing. It's just, I know that I'm going to have to be super focused on it. And um, I'm excited. Honestly, I really am excited. I don't know why I'm even thinking that. I just, I just want to be ready for it. And I, I, I have most of it, most of what I need ready for it. But I know in the morning I got to wake up and do some more things before I go on just to do some bullet points for the meeting to make sure that I ask some questions that, you know, for the new project that we're collaborating on. Um, so it's a great thing. It's really a blessing to be real. I'm not even gonna diss it. It's just, um, yeah, there's a lot going on this week. I think, I think everything just been off because I still feel emotional for my losing, losing my aunt. And it's kind of hard to like have a business conversation of that importance when I'm still thinking about that, but it's gonna help me to do that. It's gonna be good to be like, talk about, you know, 
things that I'm passionate about to distract myself from, you know, everything going on. Um, Rita says, I think you're right on that. Yeah, I think it's really important to, to like, double down. Like, um, I watched it, I listened to this podcast, and they always say that Tiger Woods, um, he only practices the thing that he's already good at. He doesn't practice other things. Like, they, they you would think that he would do, you would think that he would, um, that he would like be trying to practice things that he's not good at yet, but he just only practices the things that he's known for. Whatever, there's like some kind of putting thing he does or like some type of driver. I think it's called it like a driver in golf. So he practices his driver instead of like anything else that he may have like a handicap at, you know? Um, and I thought that was very interesting. Like, I love that. Like, I, I agree with that. Like, you can you can automate everything else. You can find other people who are good at those other things. But... Like I'm good at this. I'm good at digital. I'm good at I'm good at what I do in this in this realm. So Slug Slime says you're gonna do great. Thank you, Slug Slime. I mean, honestly, they're they're gonna be talking more time than I am, thankfully. Um, and it's a billion dollar company, so I'm like I'm thankful for the opportunity. But it's just like it's always. I just feel like I have so much on my plate, and until I hire my new um, executive assistant team. I want, I want four I want four executive assistants. I already had one before, but that, that, that transitioned from my company because multiple reasons. But they were good, but it was just like, they weren't a good fit for the situation. They, their schedule didn't allow them to be where I needed them to be at the time. For what I was paying them, I was paying them full-time money and they were giving me part-time at most. And I was not happy. Um... Kevin says, do you really have a Bentley or Rolls Royce? Forgot which one you said you had. I never said I had any of those. But I did see a Rolls Royce yesterday. And when I was in Santa Monica, I took a video of it as I was driving, riding off. Like, it was just in my video. It wasn't, like, of that. Like, I was just, I was doing a video that I always do on my walks. And I thought it was a pretty Rolls Royce. So I got, like, a little part of it as I was, like, videoing the, the rest of the street and the lights. Because it was nighttime. It was really a pretty night. Um, so it's in my video for a second, like a quick, like a quick flash. Um, oh my God, Slug Slime knows exactly what I have. Cadillac, Toyota, and a Nissan. Yep, that's what I have. And soon to be a Tesla. Soon to be a Tesla. I can't wait. I can't wait for the Tesla. I'm so excited. But I don't, I mean, I, I, I like Rolls Royce. I've been in a lot of Rolls Royces because like people I know are really rich and they just have Rolls Royces. Um, some of the, some of them do. Some of them have like Teslas or some of them have like Bentleys. Bentleys are cute. I like Rolls. I like the Rolls Royce. It's comfortable. I don't know if I want to drive that. It's super high on gas. I mean, I mean, by the time you by the time you buy a Rolls Royce, you don't really care about that. You're already rich. But I don't think I want that. Like I, I really just want to go straight to electric. I'm over anything that's gas. Anything that's gas, I'm just like that's of the past at this point. Like it's it's not. I need electric. Slug says, that's right, rock the, rocking the Tesla. Yes, rocking the Tesla. Let's speak that into existence. Uh, my neighbors have, like, two Teslas. I'm like, oh. It's the neighbors I don't like, though. Even them, I need to, like, I don't really... I don't really, um... I don't really even know 
why I don't like that. I think I just didn't like his attitude, the main guy, my neighbor, but I just need to get over it. I don't really care. Like, I don't actively dislike them. Honestly, I just, like, ignore them because I'm just... I didn't like the vibe. I didn't feel the energy. And like I said, no new friends. <laughs> but I just felt like he's very, like, audacious the way that he tries to, like... Tries to talk to me or tell me. I don't know. He just seems like I'm very audacious. I don't... I didn't like his energy, so... I instantly was like, no. So... But it sucks because he's literally my neighbor. So it's like, oh. And he has a Tesla that I like. But anyways, I have other friends that have Teslas. So I'm just going to go with, to their house and ride their, and drive their Teslas. <laughs> um, let's see. Over that over that 699. Yeah, this 699 gas is insane. My friend in New York, even though she doesn't drive, she sent me a video of other countries. And their gas is like... Ten ninety nine, fifteen dollars like crazy amounts of money per gallon. I mean, of course, you have to adjust it for American money, but still, that, that's when it's adjusted. That's after adjusting it. That's not before. That's like after being adjusted. That's what it comes down to, like, of American money. Ten ninety nine, fifteen dollars Like, I'm like, what? Are you serious? Well, I'm going to find. Can I find the one that she sent me? I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to look too hard. I think it's, like, in my DMs or... I don't know where um Yeah, I don't know where it is. I'll have to look for it some more. But basically like she was just saying that in other countries they're doing even worse than us when it comes to the cost of gas. I'm like, no, I don't want this. I don't want to suffer these prices. I hope that's not our future. Please don't let that be our future. Um We'll see. Whatever happens is going to happen. Rita says, at that point, I'd be getting a, mo- a moped or staying home. <laughs> I understand, Rita. I get it. Get an electric moped. If you get a moped, please get an electric one if you can. <laughs> um, oh, last thing I'll say. Oh, wait. So I'm going to say one last thing. Then I'm going to say the call to action I have for everyone who is doing the why, like asking themselves why. Um, but first, I want to say that my podcast we have a sponsor now so if you hear an ad you'll hear a sponsor most likely at the beginning of it it's just it's just me reading it it's me being the like saying the advertisement so it's gonna it's gonna just flow as in you know an opening to the video to the the podcast but just know that you know i got one finally i know i told you guys it was coming thanks to you guys i even got approved to get a sponsor like you have to have a certain amount of listeners to even do that so I'm very thankful for my first sponsors. I don't want to talk about them too much because I, I want you guys to just listen because depending on when you what time you listen, like if this is way in the future, I might have a new sponsor by then. So I don't want to like discuss it until you guys hear it. But when you guys go to my podcast, it's only like a minute long um, commercial ahead of it. Like it's, just, it's only a minute. So, um, and it's, it's cute. It's nothing like annoying. I kept it really simple, straight to the point. It's going to be helpful. Any sponsor I do is going to be helpful for you guys. Like I'm going to, ignore the ones that aren't helpful so hope you guys enjoy the podcast you guys have been listening great a lot so i really appreciate the support the support um yeah it's awesome slug slime says yay thank you congratulations thank you slug um okay so last thing i'll say before i get off is a call to action for if you guys also want to go on this meditational moment of 
like figuring out the why for certain things in your life. So I would say pick one thing at a time. You can do them all, but one at a time for your meditation so you don't so you like I mean so you don't go too far in the loop. It's it's already gonna be a rabbit hole, but pick one thing. Let's say let's say for example you say, Well, I wanna know why am I always afraid of the dark? You know, then you then you may go from that and you think, Okay, well, when I was younger, something happened in the dark, you know, what happened then? What did I feel about the dark? Or oh, I felt insecure in the dark because something scared me in the dark. Okay, well, you know, how did that make you feel about life? And how did that make you feel about, like, how you choose your day-to-day actions? Like, do you do you make sure that you're home before the sun, before the sun sets because you're that afraid of the dark? Like, you know, how is this affecting you through your adult life and your, you know? And do you feel like the current... Um, result of the reactions of that moment from way back in the day from when you were a kid, do you think that that is a necessary um, reaction at this point? Like, now that time has gone by, like, do you still feel that afraid of the dark? Like, is it like, was it even that scary? Or what? maybe it was. Or if it was traumatizing, is there any way to um, is there any way to, like, see like, to diffuse that, some of that fear? Or you know, but, but don't even try to fix it yet. Like, just go into it first. Like, just figure out what it is. But then later on, you can start, like, going to, like, okay, well, what do I feel now? You may still feel like I'm still scared of the dark. I'm still going to come home early to the sunset. But at least you know. At least you know why now. You may not be able to unprogram the fear or the why. And it could be a good thing, too. It could be like, why am I so successful? Why am I such a bad bee? <laughs> you know, why am I so... You know, it could be anything. But just start to go to the core of, like, why this is happening. And not, not judgment. We don't need judgment. We just want to know. We just want to be clear, especially if it's a goal. So if your goal is to, like, like you want to be a billionaire, why, why do you want to be a billionaire? Like, what is it that makes you feel like being a billionaire is something that's goal-worthy? And what is it going to give you that you want, you've wanted since you were younger? Like, where, like, where did this root from? And nothing wrong with wanting to be a billionaire. Nothing wrong with that. That's great. That's fun to want to be a billionaire. Like, that's... Do you. Hey, that's great. But it's just... Knowing why could help you enjoy your billions more when you get it. Or it can help you cope with the fact that maybe you won't get a billion. There's only a few billionaires. Maybe you won't have that. Um, maybe you will. Maybe you won't. It doesn't matter. But at least at least you'll know why you even cared in the first place. So that's the exercise. Just to get to the core of one of your goals... And I keep asking why. There's like, there's like four levels, four or five levels of why. As you start getting, asking why these questions, like, well, I was scared when I, I was scared in the dark. No, when it comes to rich, a billionaire, like, I want to be a billionaire. Okay, why? Well, because you know, I want to have, I want to be able to provide for my family. Okay, why? Well, because my family didn't have anything when they were, when we were younger. Okay, why didn't they have anything? Or because my mother's my mother or parents struggled to make ends meet. Why they struggle? Or because they had a, a hard childhood themselves. Why did that? Why? Why does that affect you? Like, why? Why? Like, why does that matter to you? Well, because I want to make them proud, and I want like, why do you want to make them proud? Well, because I, um, you know, because I feel I need the validation from them. You know, but why do you need validation? You know, it keeps going. Like as you do those whys for a while, it can get so deep to the core of, you know, so many traumas and things that you haven't addressed or seen you know that are really affecting you every day but it can you know it can just 
it can be very freeing or it can be traumatizing but either way it's going to be something that is an experience so try it out if you feel up to it maybe have your therapist on, on speed dial if you're a little bit more um um fragile i guess which is not bad but hey be real if you're more sensitive to emotions then maybe have your therapist like let, let them know like hey i'm gonna do this meditation so this I may call you randomly crying, so if you can be there, that'd be great <laughs> if you're available. <laughs> um, or do the why right before you go to the therapist that day, and like, you have an appointment already, then just do it like ahead of time so that you have something to talk about. Your therapist will probably be thankful that you did some of the work on your own, your homework. <laughs> Slug says, "I have one. I have one that I let that I live every day. I have one that I live every day. Ooh, okay." I don't think I read that right. Callie Bless says, Rock, what's the word? Compton in the house. That's right, Callie Bless. Callie Bless says, Dang, Rock, you're glowing. I'll stay glowing. I'll just stay glowing. Never, never, I can't say the other word. Never owing. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Like, relive it. Oh, like you relive it. Okay. I have one that I relive every day. Wow. Like a nightmare? Um, all right, I'm gonna jump off so I can make this food before it gets too late. It's already 10 58. I'm gonna try to go to sleep right after I eat because I'm tired. But thank you guys for joining in today. Um, the links in the bio. The podcast is available on all streaming platforms. I'll be putting it up probably tomorrow morning. I thought I might do it tonight if this, if it's like available tonight, but you know, TikTok takes a while to be accessible for me to download. So, um, but thank you so much for joining in. I see you guys tomorrow. I hope you guys get to the core of one of your whys. Um, I'm very curious. When I post it, there will be like a little question thing on Spotify. So you can you have the option to answer a question. And I would love to you to share your experience of um, how this exercise may have, you know, brought something up, up for you. Maybe it like cleared something for you or maybe it traumatize you whatever it did i want to hear your experience so um thank you rockers and mercuryans have a wonderful night rock on i'm getting sleepy <laughs> hopefully i can have to, hopefully i have enough energy to cook but um good night i walked like five miles today that's probably why i'm sleeping i walked way over five miles actually like probably six miles today i love my walk so um walking not running just nice nice walk a nice breezy nice you know not even on purpose going that fast just enjoying myself Pay attention to my, my um, posture and everything. So, all right. Rock on, Mercuryans. Link in the bio. Bio. Bye, Slug. Good to see you.